The Commander Crunch Podcast is brought to you by PureMTGO.com. Head over there for great articles covering all formats of the game we all love. This podcast is also brought to you by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, your home for magic card auctions in Australia, New Zealand, and Malaysia. Now, on to the podcast. It's breakfast time. Welcome to Commander Crunch episode 18. You're here for your nutritious serving of tasty Commander treats served up on the regular. Uh, We are all about celebrating the culture, community, and creativity of primarily our favorite format of Magic the Gathering collectible card trading game, Uh, and that is Commander, of course, Uh, plus a side serving of entertainment and pop culture discussions for ancillary influencers. And I think just bottom line, figuring out what the fun is about this this weird game we play, and and in particular this format, but uh, we're kind of one episode at a time trying to... uh, to explore that and debunk that and, and find out all those little tasty morsels and, and what is the essence of the game we we uh, we love. So without further ado, I am Sam, one of your hosts, and joined by, as always, Cheshi Chesh, the Cheshire Man. How are you doing, man? This is the way. This is absolutely the way. Did you watch the latest episode? I did. Uh, number three, I think it was. Uh, is it? So number three, th- number four. I just want to say water. Yes. Yes. And a hug. High seas. And a hug. Yar. And a hug. That's all I'll say because I know and, there's and a, a lot of people mm. probably listening uh, I've already talked to uh, this week. And uh, I think in general, they like like to pull these Mandalorian episodes up for a, uh, a big 10 episode watching all at once, which I respect. Ooh. But I've enjoyed so much watching them every single week. And this week, oh. I will. Sorry. So I will. I will spoil another thing because I have from some of my friends. But Mon Calamari. Mon calamari, <laughs> the the cool, damn calamari, the squid people. The, mm, I just mm, my favorite in Star Wars. So yeah, anyway, it's 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 a joy. And yeah, like I said, the, the hug. Tastiest the, of Star Wars. The hug. Do you know which one I mean? The hug. The hug. Just the hug. No way. With the couple. You mean the the two reunited? Yes. Non-humanoid species. Yes. Yes. As vague enough as we can be. Yes. That was a bit. That was a bit fucking dorky. No, it wasn't. I oh, was, it was in tears. so dorky. Oh, Jesh. No, I think maybe I'm maybe I'm exceptionally uh, fragile this year, and and which I think I, is my better state to be in because the highs are high and the lows lows are lower, I guess. But it means I've I've probably cried more this year than I ever have in my life. Actually, that is absolutely true. I hadn't for about twenty years, and then um. But yeah, that's oh, that hug. That hug is is the 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 essence of this. I don't know. If there's a good thing to take from this year, it's that hug. I want to bottle up that energy. <laughs> the only thing that can save 2020 is a hug that we can't yeah. discuss because spoilers. Exactly. We mega digress and we, uh, sorry for dumping some of that entertaining content at the start of the episode, but we could not wait. But this week, uh, as if you haven't noticed already, we are not, we're not surrounded by a guest like we usually do. And I had a look this week, Chesh. We've only done, I think, five episodes by ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, maybe about five. I'm like, who else is here? Elephant in the room? Um, Ludicolo? Anyone else? Ludicolo's here. No. Ludicolo! <laughs> oh, that's Ad- going to peak your waves. I'm sorry. Exactly. Admiral Akbar, maybe. Anyway, but no, we, we can absolutely spend a whole episode with Hush ourselves. Crap. Um, God, I reckon we could uh, contest Jeff's episode with with a chat for four hours if we just did it by ourselves, if we, we weren't watching ourselves. But I think... 
all all in all, it might be a little bit of a shorter episode, but I say that uh, I say that all the time. I think we've we've both collectively got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. But the the main theme we're going to be going through is uh, the kind of aftermath of our collective pre-releases, which we both journeyed wow. out uh, into the, the the kind of I was going to say cold dark world, but like the scary world that we hadn't been really out of for a long time, thanks to. Uh, pretty heavy lockdowns in Australia and, and more locally in Victoria and Melbourne. Um, so it was quite a ceremonious week getting well, out of the funny, house and everything. It's and, funny and, you should say that because at least you have access to a car, whereas I'm yes. legally blind and I have to take public transport with all the mouth breathers. That is true. So now, yeah. Bloody I, mouth I breathers, seriously. Well, here's the thing, and I know that somebody's going to take issue with this, but let me please explain before you yell at me in the comments. Please do. So, humans... Mm-hmm. We're all gross. We really are. We are we are gross organisms. The way that we are built, our makeup, our saliva is all disgusting. It's we're, gross. We're, we're gross. Sim- we're humans and we're gross and we know it. We're simple flesh. When bags. I say mouth breather, the reason I say that is because they are the reason that we were in lockdown in the first place. Yeah. Uh, and trust me when I say on the weekend, I had plenty of people not keeping their goddamn distance from me. I had people sitting next to me or attempting to, which I would then just look at and just cough, basically, mm. just to get them away, which is horrible. Like, I should never have to do that. That made yeah. me feel like crap. Uh, people that were just not respecting space, people who were just, like, weird, stinky, weird people. And it might just because I've had nine months, you know, not having to actually go out of a five-kilometer radius. Yeah, and your tolerance but for people in general is pretty low. One point... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, like, it's a three-hour ro- round trip to get to our sponsor, Gulf. Um, and I made the round trip because they paid for my pre-release. Yeah. And I was like, I can't I can't pass this up. I wanted to do pre-release. I actually was sitting there going, I don't think I will because three-hour round trip is too much. And then they were like, hey, come to pre-release. We'll pay for it. Just, you know, give us a shout-out. And I was like, oh, you're on, baby. You're mm-hmm. on. Yeah, you know the weight of my heart. It's uh, it's cards and uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's that's no, I, my thoughts exactly. And I, of course, we'll talk about more in a second. But um, journeyed out to the city. I hadn't been in the city from my regional uh, locale for yeah about four plus months uh, because I we just literally couldn't. The military was between. Me and you. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. then, and not that I met up with you. We both had uh, different schedules this weekend, so we weren't able to meet up. But we will sometime pretty soon, actually, I'm a little excited to say. And I think that's the key with this next step. I know we've crapped on a lot about lockdown and, and uh, the way Victoria's handling the pandemic, but uh, it's all gone very, very well. But I think the key is now it's like still doing those things like wearing a mask and still doing the things like only meeting people you know is a good way to do it um and not going crazy with that kind of stuff and those those are the kind of things you adhere to and that's more than enough in my life for excitement and for the moment especially if it is the shortish term to keep that number as low as it is because that's what we're at we've got down to 14 15 days with zero cases in victoria 17 what we're at 17 days with zero. Shows, shows I wasn't paying attention this weekend, but yeah, it's it's incredible. And I, I think, yeah, at the envy of the world type thing. So, um, yeah, if, if you're watching, if you're uh, listening from another country, it's, I don't know, it's 
we've we did get a lot of crap over australia so different states even that said you're taking it too seriously it's like well is this really so uh, so people people in the u.s uh especially please note that uh dan andrews who is our premier mm-hmm. uh of our state was called things like hitler yeah and himmler uh, and hey, we're at like 17 days with donuts. Yeah. We've had zero cases for 17 days. So lockdown works, reducing hours works, working from home, shutting businesses, shutting everything that's not essential, even though it's going to have a long-term negative impact. And a rebuild. It's going to yeah, have for sure. a positive impact on the people themselves being so alive we, yeah a lot more people are going to be alive than unfortunately sorry us like your hundred thousand cases yesterday mm. holy shit guys holy shit it's scary it really is and, and i mean we've said before we we i mean our, our play group is across the world now i'll say that because of places like mtg lexicon and some of the other discords and stuff that we're playing games with all kind, like yeah, people in 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 the states, in Canada, and it's yeah, we talk all the all the time, and they're like, wow, that's it's it's really you can't really go outside, and so there's even been back to pre-releases that you know a lot of people have been picking their stuff up and and just going straight back home, which is the way to go, I think, and um, which will lead into talking about I'd be talking about sealed this week with with Commander Legends, and you'll be talking about draft a little bit, so um, mm-hmm. a good good time to get into it. Uh, I will I think Brewers notes in a second, but um, uh, yeah, actually let's let's just jump into Brewers notes, and then I'll do a bit of an outline on uh, a, a recapping of Commander Legends, kind of what we what the product is, and and why we think it's absolutely bananas and 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 fantastic. Now that we've touched it, um, but yeah, Brewers notes. Especially, uh, you know, being being Commander Legends edition, I guess, because we've got a whole bevy of new commanders to play with, uh, which we've said before in our last two episodes. We kind of ran through all the ones we had, we're interested in. Um, but apart from that, like, I mean, looking forward now, we've actually got our hands on some of the cards and, and started brewing. What's been going on with your little brewing tool uh, workshop <laughs> started there? Started. Uh, You've got a pile of cards so- at least, right? Here's the thing. So I got home from. I, okay, I, I start again. I started out at nine a.m. yesterday morning. Yep. I got home at seven p.m. last night. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was my entire day was spent on pre-release and travel. And I was going to say, as 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 I, not, not doing that for a long time, exhausting, right? Very exhausting. Yeah, I'm still exhausted now. I think it's also my, just seeing people in in person. Like like I said, it's yeah. just like, whoa, this is overwhelming. <laughs> but Wake tried to kill me with pizza, so <laughs> I saw that. You know, I saw um, that in the vault. Yeah. So the thing that happened was that we hit all of our targets in the team, and Work decided that they wanted to buy us lunch, so they bought everyone fucking pizza, like the worst thing you can buy a work group. <laughs> And the easiest, cheapest thing, I guess, uh, that you could buy your work group. Now, I have a particular problem with pineapple in the fact that I am allergic to pineapple. I can drink pineapple juice, but I can't ingest actual You know pineapple. what, Josh? If someone's so listening to this podcast and has listened to another another few episodes of this podcast, they will they would have heard a whole bunch on exactly why you could not. So, um, yeah. We've yep. we've said exactly why, which is it. Yeah. Let's say it's explosive. It's yeah. It's uh, it's pretty di- yeah, uh, It's it's no, pretty it's, dynamite. What happens? That's it, it, 
it makes my mouth bleed and gives me ulcers and yeah. can kill me. Anyway. It's quite volatile. Um, yeah. Work, work bought my pizza and I asked for a pizza with a lot. And do you know what they didn't do? After I specifically told them. I missed the pineapple? Have, yeah, they didn't have pineapple removed. Now, this means that I had to spend 20 minutes picking pineapple off the pizza, knowing that I was going to miss one or two pieces and knowing what that was going to do to my body for the next three days. And I think as you said I'm last extremely time, tired. the fibers are still the one there. thing I'm happy about is that I have not bled from my mouth this time because it was only two pieces ingested. And I know it was two pieces oh. ingested because as soon as I crunched down and swallowed, I tasted the pineapple going down my throat and went, oh, Uh-oh. this isn't good. We're done. So, yeah, I'm extremely tired. However, as soon as I got home at 7pm last night, I excitedly ripped open my bag, ripped open my spoils, uh, and thank you very much to uh, one of the playgroup at Werribee for doing a, an awesome chari- trade with me. I ended up getting Lisa. Lisa! Shroud of Dusk. Which, if anyone catches us having conversations on Twitter, you'll have noticed that um, Sam slung this one at me going, <laughs> oh, oh, Chesh, I, I can almost guarantee that you're really excited. I'm like, actually, I already have a deck list for this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was already building it um, and writing it down. Because it's basically Cumbal 2.0. It's a stacks deck. And it flies. How stacks... It, yes, it, it has flying and lifelink. So I, I guess I should tell people what this, this is. So this is a legendary angel. For two colors, two white, and a black for a 5-5. Five, five. So already, like, five mana for a 5-5 five, five flying lifelink is pretty good. Mm-hmm. However, rather than pay two colors mana for each previous time you've cast this spell from the command zone, so worries particularly about the command zone, which makes me so happy, mm. uh, pay two life that many times. So first off, you have an angel that... If you can't afford to play it because of command attacks, you just pay a little bit of life and you can then play her. Oh, yeah. I you're, mean, that's you're never playing attacks, are you? That is massive, that it gets around command attacks. You're never paying more than five uh, mana for this. You are sometimes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, but if, you're, if you're, you're generally speaking, never play. paying more than seven. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, so whenever a player casts a spell, they lose two life. My only gripe with this is add an extra black. Right? So it's two black, two white, two colours. Mm. And let me gain the two life that they're losing. Oh, right? yeah. So, I mean, it feels like whenever a player casts a spell, they lose two life and you gain two life because it mitigates the command attacks issue. Other than that, this is amazing. Mm. And I have a sweet deck lined up for this. Do you want me to get into it? I was going to say, it's, it's, it's not, I mean, you more just have to build in that life gain there. With other parts, but you're in Orzob and it's just going to be a breeze. And then you're just going to watch it's in there automatically faces. as you. Yeah. So no, exactly. tell, tell us a bit about it. I think you talked, uh, you, you got a little bit excited, uh, not last week, the week before, I think, about um, mm-hmm. going through this. This is actually, of all the all the cards, the one I want to brew. And I think I'll make that point, the point again, but Commander Legends, we're just being gifted by so many legends, be it uh, rare, mythic, uncommon, that. There's there's some favourites a lot of people are talking about and that's fine, but there's so many ones that people aren't really talking much about. And it's, I feel like everyone's got the commander for them this time. And there's mm-hmm. and, and in weird and unexpected ways, especially the one I'm going to pick this week. But, um, yeah, tell us tell us all about it because I, I love the fact that 
this card just speaks to you and I can't wait yeah. to see what kind of brews out of it and, and we get to see that on a table pretty soon. So, yeah, what a, tell some pieces, some neat moves, if you will. Thanks. All right. So the, the first thing is this is a Kumbal deck, right? Uh, Kumbal is one colors, one white and one black for a legendary human advisor 2-3 and when it, whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, the player loses two life and you gain two life, okay? So... Pretty much what you're looking at for this kind of deck is, number one, you want to make it so that your opponents are getting taxed when they're actually playing stuff, mm. right? So that's what your commander and Kumbal actually do. They help you to make sure that if your opponent is casting something, that it's hurting your opponent to do so, right? The next thing that you need to do is obviously try and get Kumbal as soon as possible to stack up on that as well, because then you're gaining some of that life back. However... Here's where the fun begins, because then we start looking at a stacks build, right? <laughs> you want to make it harder for your opponents to attack you. You want to make it more expensive for spells to be cast. And you also want to make sure that stuff is coming into the battlefield tapped where possible. Mm. But also, you want to be extorting everyone, because it's a tax deck. Yeah. So you want to tax everything. And so extort as a mechanic that is just an absolute winner for like you've always got something to do with your mana. It's correct. You always feel like you're being incredibly mana efficient. It's your mana is just going somewhere. So um, extort being, of course, the uh, ability on uh, cards. It's usually one mana, isn't it? One ores of mana. So it's white, one ores of white or black. And uh, whenever you cast a spell, uh, you may just hit the extort button, and uh, everyone loses one life except you. Sorry, your opponents, and you gain how much life uh, was was drained, basically. So three uh, while while they all lose one. So always great life gain, and and always great for something to do with your mana for sure. Exactly. Now I don't have a lot of extort stuff hanging around in my collection for some reason. Um, and there's actually a lot of cards that I was looking for, like Mana Tithe, that I simply don't own anymore, and I don't know why. I think when I sold off all of that bulk, I might have sold off some stuff that I wasn't supposed to, <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, um, so the first one we have, exactly, the first one we have is Blind Obedience. This is an enchantment for one colors and one white. Artifacts and creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped has extort. Next one up is a Tithe Drinker. This is one Orzov, so in other words, a black and a white mana for a vampire with lifelink. It's a 2-1 and has extort. That's all it does. It's 2 mana, 2-1 vampire with lifelink that has extort. I think that's showing how much you respect the ability. You also have a treasury I th- throw. I think it's such a powerful now, ability a that you, people- you, know, you rate it pretty highly. You'll just put it on a creature and you're just like, well, it's just always nice to have and probably a, a fundamental pillar of this deck, really. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so this is four colors, a white and a black for a throw for a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, when Treachery Thrall attacks, you can return target artifact, creature, or enchantment from your graveyard to your hand. So, mini Sun Titan, I guess you could call it. Yeah. And it has extort. Uh, next along, we're kind of looking at stuff like your opponents are going to be wanting to wipe out your permanents. So, we need to have a little bit of a button that kind of helps us that if something does get killed or removed, that we have a way to kind of repay the favor. Because, again... It's it's a tax deck. Uh, so we've got Karmic Justice. This is two mm. colors and a white for an enchantment. Whenever a spell or ability an opponent controls destroys a non-creature permanent you control, you may destroy target permanent that opponent controls. Doesn't stop there. 
We also have a copy of Grave Pact. This is one colors and three black for an enchantment. You're going there. Whenever a creature you control dies, each other player sacrifices a creature. We also have, just to triple down, a Butcher of Malakir. Five colors and two black for a vampire warrior, five four with flying. And when Malakir or another creature you control dies, each opponent sacrifices a creature. So, in essence, we kind of want to go, if you want to kill our stuff, we get to kill your stuff. So, I will say, um, with, with that theme in mind there, Chesh, are you running mm-hmm. Martyr's Bond? No. So, Martyr's Bond, I, I will always pull up as the, the kind of mono-white equivalent of uh, the Grave Pack type effect or the Dictator of Arrows, but... It hits all the stuff. So it hits all the, uh, the the types of things. So it's four white, white enchantment. Whenever Martyr's Bond or another non-lane permanent you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices a permanent that shares a card type with it. Always love this one. So it even, even hits your artifacts, enchantments, and whatever else you've got going on. So spicy mm-hmm. one to consider for sure. Yeah, but six mana, and when was it last reprinted? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, good point. So... It was a commander set and also Gideon, you will find it Gideon's, has not been Gideon's spell book is the other time. But however, it is a buck fifty. So you that, or, or that a dollar. So doesn't count. Yeah, it does. I don't, I don't count the spell books because I don't buy them. No, fair enough. But you can get the singles <laughs> I, um, pretty easily. Like uh, Yeah, but this was more about like what I have that I can use, oh, not yeah. Yeah, no, you, you're like, not there 100% is other stuff and that I, I want. I feel exactly the same. And that's why I always feel a little bit self conscious when I put deck lists up. And, and you know, uh, thankfully it hasn't happened much, but it's like when people be like, oh, why aren't you playing this? Why aren't you playing this? I, I just I don't do have it. it. <laughs> I just, exactly. I play with what I've got. Yeah. But if you get hands on one, I'm going to be, uh, I need to get one in my next order because I think there's been decks that I've needed it with but um always worth it and also i just think it doesn't have the stigma that grave pact or dictative Erebros has but um correct yeah for sure nice yeah. one um so next up we want to tax what people are doing um so we have a sphere of safety this is an enchantment for four colors and a white creatures can't attack you or a planeswalker you control unless a controller pays x for each of those creatures where x is the number of enchantments you control now, even if you've only got one enchantment out, your opponent is being forced to pay one mana. Like, that's what mm. this deck does. It's a tax deck. So, that's acceptable. Now, I think that's always um, worth noting that any one of those, like, it's just, for the most part, people are path of least resistance when it comes to things like attacking. And that a propaganda of that kind of effect is just, like, enough for, for the most part, people go, ah, it's just too hard. I, I want to spend my mana, do- my, my mana doing other things, so I just won't attack you. Exactly. Um, so we have Ghostly Prism. This enchantment is two colors and a white. Speaking creatures of. can attack you uh, unless a controller pay their controller pays two for each creature they control that's attacking you. So pretty pretty obvious staple. Really. Yeah, it's done the stacks up, uh, man. An aura of up. silence. I dig it. This is one colors and two white for an enchantment. Artifact and enchantment spells your opponents cast cost two more to cast, and sacrifice the aura of silence to destroy target artifact or enchantment. Um, very rarely will you be sacrificing this, but we are playing, uh, Sun Titan in here. Um, and obviously many Sun Titan, as we were talking about with Treasury Thrall. So you may end up sacrificing this to destroy something just to play a Sun Titan and get this back into play. Yeah. And it's also just an exit clause for it too. But yeah, I've, uh, I've always enjoyed that card this for sure. This is three colors and a white for a flying spirit 2-3. Creatures can't attack you unless they control a pace two for each creature that they control that are attacking you. So, yeah. Again, just trying to, like, slow down your opponent's 
especially if they've got mass mobs, you want to stop those mobs from hitting you and, and trying to take you out. Uh, next up, we've got some stuff where we want to maybe lock down some graveyards, which is always a, a fun and interesting thing to do, as I just... I think it's just fundamental these days, and it's like for a while it felt like sometimes the type of thing people would forget to put in their decks, but it's just always... if You, you just need something, you know, like you need... Uh, what's the 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 the, the oh, I can't even remember what it's called now. But the the desert um that does it basically uh a colorless land. A lot of people are playing these days. But like your bazooka bog type effect, like that's always nice mm -hmm. up in your lands. But I think just fundamental half the time. Like you just you always need something to affect the graveyard because it is actually a fairly large percentage of decks out there that will exactly be extracting serious value out of that graveyard. Um, so next up, we did look at the Hate Bears side of uh, Orzov. So we have a Containment Priest. Mm. Uh, now, remember that this was reprinted recently in M21. With a nice so border So versions look gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, this is one colour Snow White for a human cleric 2-2. Has flash. And if a non-token creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast, exile it instead. We also have the Doggos. So, Kunaros, Hound of, of Athreos. This Ooh, is a, yeah. one colours, a white and a black for a legendary hound. Vigilance Menace Lifelink, 3-3. Three, three. Creature cards in graveyards can't enter the battlefield. Players can't cast spells from graveyards. So, that that uh, graveyard hate so we're talking flashback. about. Flashback, yeah. no, not anymore. Exactly. We also have a Silent Gravestone. So, one colours artifact. Cards in graveyards can't be the target of spells or abilities. Four and tap and sacrifice to uh, exile Silent Gravestone and all cards from all graveyards, and then you draw a card. <laughs> so, exactly. That's great. Uh, we have a Graft Digger's Cage. This is one colors for an artifact. Creature cards in graveyards and libraries can't enter the battlefield. Players can't cast spells from graveyards or libraries. Okay, so. <laughs> Lisa just says no. It just Lisa says, says no. Lisa says, I want you to play fair magic. Yeah. And it's it's about to get more in Lisa's favor. And you'll still you'll still pay the taxes, everything. exactly. Scavenger Grounds was the, the land I was talking about before. The uh the Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. You know the one. Yeah. It's good. Mm -hmm. Alright, so next up. Oh, you're gonna hate me for this. I oh swear. no, this is getting worse and uh, worse. I'm like, oh, this is just stacks for friends. I'm like, mm, okay. No, uh, it's not. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Drenith Magistrate. Oh, okay. One colour and a white for a human wizard. Uh, one three. Your opponents can't cast spells from anywhere other than their hands. Then we have Tukatli Onagard. One colour and a white for a one three human soldier. Creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. Now, you have to be careful because that means you're in Sun Titan. Yeah, true. Speaking of Hushbringer. One colour and a white for a fairy one two. Flying and lifelink. Creatures entering the battlefield or dying don't cause abilities to trigger. Uh, I love this one. <laughs> uh, and Avon Mind Sensor, which is two colors and a white for two one with flash and flying. If an opponent would search their library, that player searches the top four cards of the library instead. Now, I didn't get my hands on the beautiful black rogue that I want for this <laughs> That day. was my next question. I was like, you're playing the rogue when you get it here, right? <laughs> as like, soon no. as I get a copy, it is straight into this no deck because that is 
Super gross. Yeah, look look up our conversation about Opposition Agent. Uh, I think one of our last uh, run-through episodes of Commander Legends. But basically, we, we, we say all that needs to be said. It's all got to do with how the person plays it, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and I mean... Maybe people do want to vote Chesh off the island for playing this um, this this hideous lawmaking. Um, oh, dude, deck. it's about to get so much worse. Oh, it's going to get worse. What? Oh, you're really going there. You're going to 11 on this one, aren't you? Um, buy yeah. beware. Have a smile on your face and be a good person when you d- you run a deck like this and and like uh-huh. I don't know know how to be that kind of person because yeah this is this is going to um, get pretty know how to play it yeah I think yeah. that's it this is about to get pretty sharp. <laughs> yeah. So Hushwing Griff. This is two ah, colors and a one. white. For a Hippogriff, it is a 2-1 with Flash and Flying. Creatures entering the battlefield that don't cause abilities to trigger. Um, Just remembering that this isn't stopping somebody from playing their deck, which is the difference between this and Stacks. Yeah. So a Stacks deck is not just looking to slow the game down. Just stop it's the game. It's looking to actually stop the game. Yeah, and I think that's that's a... I joked about the distinction before about, like, friendly stacks. And I, I want to say, you know that Yashan, I think it is, from um, Zendikar, mm-hmm. uh, or Zendikar Rising, the, the green-white version. Um, shout out to Create Commander uh, Brandon, who was on, on the show last week, and he... Actually, did I never meant I never got to call that one out, but he's um he did great deck tech weeks ago on his channel, which was Yashan, and it was like like middle of the range kind of stacks where it's like as I joked, stacks for friends, where it's not you're not stopping the game, you're just kind of putting down some guidelines that actually inadvertently does stop a lot of people from gaining the hideous amounts of value sometimes in these like simic colors, <laughs> and, exactly. and and just like putting them on rails a little bit, and like it's. Yeah, they might get upset. Oh, why? Why don't? Why didn't? Why can't I do what I want to do? Un, un, you know, like unhindered. And it's like, no, this is the game. This is the way it was of rolls. And and well, and that one, uh, it's it's Selesnya, so green white. That's why that one's quite interesting as well. So, um, mm. but so I think that's it. That's a, that's a good underline that what you're doing yeah, the, is, is the distinction impl- is I'm not stopping you from playing the game. Mm. I'm slowing the game down a little bit. And I'm making what you do actually have to matter. And, I, and I've, I've, I've played against some Kumbal decks like that where it's like we've had a laugh as well. We're just like, ah, this sucks. Kumbal's just like he's draining me softly. Like, and, it, and it feels like flavorfully like getting drowned by tax and legislation. <laughs> it's, it's mm-hmm. quite good. So, now I'm all for it. And I, I can't actually wait for this. So, yeah, continue and tell me how it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. So, we've got a damping matrix. Oh, yes. This is three oh, yes. colors for an artifact. Uh, activated abilities of artifacts and creatures can't be activated unless they're mana abilities. So again, just making magic fair. Uh, authority of the consoles. This is one white for an enchantment. Creatures your opponent's control enter the battlefield tapped. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, you gain one life. So good for keeping you in the game. Mm-hmm. We have a dampening sphere. Uh, this is two colors for an artifact. Uh, if a land is tapped for two or more mana, instead it produces a colorless Ah, <laughs> oh, the great Tron hate. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. Um, each spell a player casts costs one more to cast for each other spell that player has cast <laughs> this turn. So, are you also kind of hurts. Are you rocking rule of law that can only play one? Idolon of the Rhetoric. <laughs> <laughs> this is two colors and a white. <laughs> each player can't cast more than one spell hey, each turn. There you go. Why no, I'm I'm technically not. I'm playing the creature version. Yeah, I was gonna say rule of law is the one manner enchantment, but this does the same thing. I love it. It's just like yeah. we think the same. I'm like, you what about this? And you're like, your next card exactly. 
Although, look, to be fair, Silent Arbiter is uh, an artifact creature construct for four colors for a 1-5. No more than one creature can attack each combat, and no more than one creature can block each combat. Yeah, I don't mind that one. It's a single uh, combat type. My deck has a couple, like, big flying angels, like a Chroma, so, you know. Yeah, he's all of it. Just saying. Everybody needs one. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of big angels, five colors and two white, we've got an Angelic Arbiter. Uh, this is a 5-6 Flying Angel. Each opponent who casts a spell this turn can't attack with creatures. Mm, Each I opponent who attacked with a creature this turn can't cast spells. Dig it. Make it slow, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a copy of Silence in here, which is just one white. <laughs> Your opponents can't cast spells this turn. I don't have ways to really abuse it, but it's just a just-in-case. Yeah, I, I mean, I just see you, like... I don't know, like co- like cosplaying or like just just playing the uh, the role here and and just being like you were the judge, like you were just uh, I don't know, all powerful Darth Sidious like in a way you can just define what people are doing here. Like, yeah, silence, silence, silence in the court. If if we were playing in paper, I'd be playing the commander, the new commander card from was it last year that lets me make two people control each other. Yes, yes. <laughs> Is that worst fears? Maybe. Uh, it's probably. Mm. I looked at it and oh, I was no, like, cr- oh, Cruel baby. Entertainment, I think it was. Cruel Entertainment, that's it, yeah. Dude, that was for Mythic. like C16. Wow, how time has yep. gone. <laughs> you know, the oh, commander wow, card, la- yeah, the command card last year, C16. <laughs> last year, like <laughs> years ago. <laughs> um, okay, so we also have Fate Unraveler. Uh, oh. This is one that people might not remember. So this is no, a hag. I remember this. This is a cool card. Yep. Enchantment Creature. Three colors and a black. Whenever an opponent draws a card, Fate, Rather, Fate Unraveler deals one damage to that player. So, mm-hmm. if you draw a whole bunch of cards, it's gonna tax you. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's it's kind um, of that Underworld so Dreams, but do- does Underworld Dreams do their cards? Or I can't even remember. I played it today with Obosh, but I should know. Uh, whenever they draw a card, they take a damage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. It's a good effect. Yeah, I, I like card. it with wheels, but even if you're not doing that, it's just a slow... Like, it put everyone on a timer. It's going to be very cool. Yeah, it's just in here as a ticker. Yep. Um, speaking of ticking, uh, we've got Erebus, <laughs> God of the Dead. Uh, this is three colors and a black for a legendary enchantment god. Indestructible. Uh, as long as you have devotion to black is less than five, it's not a creature, so that doesn't matter. Your opponents can't gain life, which is the only thing we care about. Uh, we can pay one white and a, sorry, one white, one colors and a black and pay two life to draw a card. Uh, and that's pretty good because we also have Villas in here as well. So if we're taking damage, we're drawing cards. So, mm. yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, Villas, Broker of Blood. You Whenever you lose life, you draw that many cards and then some. That's correct. Just a big old derpy eight or something mana demon. Yeah. Pretty great. Speaking of. Eight mana, big derpy thing. Everything's got a segue here. <laughs> Avison, Angel of Hope. Ah, yes. Avison, so the immovable, the will not get off the battlefield. Yep. <laughs> Five colors, three white, legendary angel. Flying, vigilance, indestructible. Other permanents you control have indestructible and is an 8-8. Eight, eight. <sighs> so this is your kind of like, I've got a control in the situation and now I need to kill my opponents. So, I'm just going to use, like, Demonic Tutor or one of the other tutors to tutor up Avison, play Avison out, uh, and then beat your opponents down for the remaining life that they've got left. Yeah. Like, pretty much it just locks you in for the game and just says, well, now I'm winning the winningest. I'm going to build a statue. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. It'll go right here in the plaza, and it's like everyone else is just crippling in financial debt to uh, to Chesh, the judge. I love it. So uh, exactly. sure, surely that's enough stacks pieces. There's more that I'd like to put in here, but they just feel really bad. Uh, like I think uh, we've a done certain. A certain freezing orb that is an artifact. Well, I've got a funny story with freezing orb today, but um, uh, you mean winter orb? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. I will side note. I'll just chuck it in there. But we had a discussion on one of our games. uh, Some of the lexicon guys, uh, or Joel and Gabe, uh, some of the people frequent there. But um, we had a great game where everyone's on the same page in attitude and just love for the game and and kind of understanding of each other. And we laughed at the end. It's like. Gabe played in a winter orb, but not in a way ever we, that, that we ever said was, oh, that was unfair or that was whatever. He was playing a mono blue Psy. I was playing Obosh. I looked his life totals on 36 and I said, mm, Joel, can you do two damage? Because I can do the rest. And I was like, what? And he felt pretty comfy. And I did 34 in that turn. Um, <laughs> yeah, and exactly. He was like, he was well and truly in the lead, Gabe was in 36 life and just stacks of Thopters with Psy and, and just all, all kinds of pieces. Knocked him down to two. Uh, something else happened to Joel, can't even remember. But then to stabilize, like, like Gabe had one more turn and to stabilize, it was like winter orb and other things. I'm like, you know what? Fair fair enough. That was cool. And it was like gave Gabe another turn so we could only untap one land. Again, it was the same kind of thing. It's the, it's the timing, the place. Uh, <laughs> Grease is the word. <laughs> the motion. <laughs> uh, you know where I'm going with that, um, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's it's the time, it's place, the people you play with. It's like uh, buy beware, just dropping a winter orb for fun all the time because people might get a bit cranky. Uh, that is one that does feel like you've got no, uh, you can't technically do anything if you can only yeah, ever untap one land. And thankfully, Joel was able to summon a song of the dryads to turn it into a tree, and so we could. Mm-hmm untap our lands after that and i promptly just got one trigger off a gutter uh, gutter snipe and and finish gave off but um anyway we were laughing and just having like a great smile at the end of that game because it was just one of those tense moments i was like oh he was gone and he's like nah he stabilized for one turn uh and and we're like respect that was really cool so that was my long-winded little story about winter orb and why you should maybe not play it all the time but sometimes if if in the right company you know it can be done. Well, I mean, look, that's that's the thing with this deck, right? So this deck could use Mana Tithe, Winter Orb, Torpor Orb, Trinosphere, uh, Triskelion, and a whole bunch of other like, oh, my control stuff. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and it is stuff that maybe I will look at in the future once I assess how gross I can go with the deck without pissing people yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. T- tweak the knobs, um, you know? Like, it's just, I think, I think that's a good, healthy, like I say, I do actually, I joked, but that does sound like that list generally feeling like friendlyish stacks. Like it's, it's stacks that's not stopping people completely from doing anything. So yeah, exactly. Um, and that was that was the point of not playing Winter Orb because yeah. I can play Winter Orb and then you're trying to attack me with the with the only creature that can attack me each turn, and then I'm just you know I'm I'm sending it back home with. Um, <laughs> Oh, brain work. Hang on, let me just quickly shuffle through the deck list here. Uh, Mystifying Maze, so that you can't ever deal me damage, which feels pretty unfair with a Winter Orb because it comes back in a play tapped. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
or uh, <laughs> makes him if, which untaps it, but then, like, yeah. Just try again. Yeah, exactly. No, that's pretty yeah. cool. But- so, I mean, it does run, like, those two lands in the deck, uh, and it's the choice between, like, do I want to have everything you ever do be untap one by one, or do I want to, like, try and make it a bit more friendly so that if you do XYZ and you do, like, get past my defenses and you can attack me with maybe one creature then I can just maze it, you know, mm. and stop you from actually attacking me. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's a good point that um, we, we're kind of exploring the realms of, of you know, what what is what makes something oppressive and completely broken, what is in the spirit of the game. And I think there's it's a it's a line, um, a kind of a, a balance, a straddle, I guess. But, um, again, I, I can't stress enough. It's about yourself and the people you're around as well. Like it's it's how you exactly. project and how you act as well. Uh, do it graciously and and have conversations with people. But I think this one's going to be a ball. I honestly do. I think it's going to be really fun to go. This is a fair match to try and battle through uh, these kind of obstacles in a really cool way. So yeah, we'll all have a laugh for sure. So yeah, is that is that all you you think you need to run through with that deck more or less for the, yeah, the 1.0 that's, that's... And, and and I mean coming to a stream near you I'm sure we'll jump on Lexicon probably oh, one yeah. weekend and see how it goes and you'll laugh maniacally and um I think that'd be the perfect time for it but um yeah I mean this this has been a long-winded brewers notes but that's kind of the way I wanted to be be this week to, to kind of go through some of our first loves of this set but um mine's not so established just yet but it is i basically the bottom line is i can't stop thinking about this bloody lathiel mag- magnificent horse with a sword on its head uh it, it's shadow facts from lord of the rings if if that makes that means anything to anyone like in a way i just see a magnificent white horse but then a weird sword on its head it is a unicorn as i said it's a sword. It's the unicorn has a handle. Like the 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 horn has a handle for some reason. It's like why uh, in a really cool way. Anyway, I just I, I think I'm just in love with this magnificent horse. And uh, it reads two green white legendary creature unicorn two two lifelink at the end of beginning of each end step. If you gain life this turn, distribute up to that many plus one plus one counters among any number of other target creatures. Now. I've always been a fan of like sun bond effects, which is the yeah gain life, put that many plus one plus one counters on that creature when it's a uh, an enchantment as a way as uh, sorry as an aura uh, as a way to weaponize the life gain in a really interesting way, and uh, it's I think it's like can be a little bit fragile. Yes, you can knock the aura off or you can knock the creature off, and and the thing shrinks whatever. But this way, it just like distributes to all your creatures, and I think. It's it's the type of thing you could build in a whole bunch of different ways, but I think it's just bottom line. It's like I don't know. It's build what you want to build. Like listen to what speaks to you. For some reason, this is a lot more. It feels more linear than things I've been building of late. I've been. I feel like I've been going down the pathway of build the weirdest stuff you can possibly build, and it feels like a relatively straightforward. Life gain plus one plus one counter Silesnia Commander is like a bit on the simple side for me these days, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think there's lots of interesting stuff you can do here with like counters and tokens, and I think it's actually going to be pretty potent. The key there is at each end step too. So if you're getting your like Soul Sister effects online, other people are dropping creatures, and especially if you are every every person's turn for for whatever else you know reasons or whatever, you've got residual effects. And, and you could be just starting to tick up an army real quick and it could be a lot of fun. So I'm not sure quite how I'm going to build it yet. I'm just in the in the phase of like just pulling out cards and chucking them on the table and seeing what works and whatever. But I think 
I'm, I'm really actually looking forward to playing it, weirdly enough. So uh, it was not the commander I thought I'd just be uh, kind of interested in first. So look out for that potentially. The other one was Amareth, uh, which was uh, the fast forward to the commander I, I had for my first sealed event, which was an absolute joy to play and a value train. Like it just snowballs as far as Amareth is a three and band. So green, white, blue, legendary creature, dragon, flying. 6-6, six, six, whenever an, another permanent enters the battle, uh, battlefield under your control, look at the top card of your library. If it shares a card type with that permanent, you may reveal that card and put it into your hand. So the first thought, like this draws a lot of cards, but it doesn't technically draw the card if that, uh, or it doesn't say the word draw the card uh, if, if things ever care about that. So if there's ever any effects that are attacking you from drawing multiple cards, etc. Not going to come up that much, but it's uh, worth noting. But the the whole point is that you might look to consolidate and uh, a lot of your your play to permanents in general, or different per- or permanents with a similar type, and even going as far as like the uh, you know like the um, what are the ones the the enchantment artifact things like Spear of Heliod or uh, Biden of Tharsa the. The cards that strangely share a couple of types or like creature enchantments, that kind of thing, because you one of them, an enchantment drops down and you might reveal it or look at the top of the library and it's a artifact enchantment. It's like, look, they share a thing. So good way to build it. I thought maybe even auras might be a way, but again, I actually do think this one's broad enough uh, to, to build it however you want and could be interesting ways. But bottom, bottom line, again, I think these are amazing commanders, all of them uh, in a way, in their own like merit. Uh, but this this set in general being that it gave us so many things to play with, uh, I'm looking at them and going, well, it, you know, no one's talking about this one. No one's talking about that one. It's like there's, there's I think... Uh, uh, there's a lot. Yeah, a lot of them are getting their share and, and people talking about the ones they like and, and some more popular than others. But I, I think that that really is fun that Amareth being a Bant commander. I haven't really touched much Simic lately. Uh, been a bit grossed out by it to be frankly like you know it's just like too much value in a way and it's like no nah, i don't feel so bad jump back there so yeah so what does amareth do again well that was the one i was just saying it's like you once once a permanent enters be it a land a creature a enchantment whatever you look at the top of your library and you you can then draw the card technically if it's the same as uh like you reveal it and you you, you put it in your hand if it's the same as what just entered so I don't think there's like particularly combos, but you can just snowball about a, a bunch of values. So could be fun. And that fe- feels like, and this is a good way to uh, st- uh, to segue into it, but it feels like a lot of commander design. It feels like a, a kind of a traditional Elder Dragon Highlander commander design in a way. Like I've always loved the the six mana commander, uh, dragon commanders. So the, like I've loved Intet, you know, Chromium, a lot of those old guys. You know, the, the, the Elder Dragons that essentially... Uh, or first of all, kind of like the Nicobolus ones, uh, made with the, the namesake of the game. They, they were your original commanders mm-hmm. as these three color things, and and that's what it kind of feels like in this older kind of battle cruisery uh, kind of feeling commander design in a great way. So, um, that's all I got to say about those. Uh, but like I say, well, it's funny yeah. because this makes for uh, a very easy transition. Yes. I- yes. Because when I was drafting, I picked up both Zara Renegade Recruiter, oh, nice. uh, the three colors, a blue and a red legendary human pirate with flying 4-3. Uh, whenever it attacks, look at the defending player's hand and you can put a creature card 
from it onto the battlefield under your control, tap it attacking that player or a planeswalker they control, return that creature to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step, which we were discussing like last yeah, week. Yeah, sounds about super cool. Love it. How I want to play it and that it'd be really interesting. Um, and I also picked up Nimrus Una's Trickster. These are both from my draft, by the mm-hmm. way, just, just as an FYI. Um, this one actually came to me real late and I snapped it up. Three colors, uh, a blue and a black for a legendary fairy knight. Interesting typing. Very interesting. Oh, it's a knight. Yeah, crazy. Yes. Uh, it's a 1 6 with flash and flying. Uh, whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, look at the top two cards of your library. Put one of those cards into your hand and the other one into your graveyard. Very interesting design. Mm. Uh, this this just feels to me much like uh, I want to kind of play a Demir reanimator. Yeah, for sure. Like for sure. big stupid creatures and like Gorio's Vengeance and Animate Dead and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just like your your brewing kind of hat just just flips on and and you kind of go oh I could go this way this way whatever um and I mm-hmm. I have to as a podcast I was listening to during the week and I I think it was Commander Cast but I can't confirm uh but they they were talking about the concept of uh people are I think it was like studies done basically when people are solving a puzzle so to speak and figuring something mm-hmm. out there's a there's a definitely a correlation with uh be it Endor- is it endorphins or what's the other one? The dopamine hit type thing. Basically, your mind's having a good time when it's trying to solve a puzzle. And mm. that spoke volumes to me as the card design where you look at it and go, oh, here's all the ways you could go. Here's all the interesting things you could find to interact. And it really speaks to that I kind of put it at the start of this episode and I kind of want to keep exploring it. But we are essentially like looking at, like I think our discussions have been exploring the facets that make magic fun for us you know like what is it about this command format and and then this game in general that we keep going back to and, and what are those qualities so we can bottle them up and just you know really focus on them and, and that is totally it that it's got so many commanders this time and that's why also i think preview season is one of the most exciting times you're just like oh am i gonna brew this and what, what are you gonna do and you know like the the kind of the full design phase in your mind is going off. And and I think that's it. Each one of those ones you just read out as well. Oh, this, you do all these things and look at how much fun would it be to play this card with it, that kind of thing. So um, I just thought yeah, that was a one a, a point I've been meaning to kind of uh, express with you too, like that whole solving a puzzle and when good magic design, uh, like interesting magic design makes you feel that way. And I will say they, they kind of had a laugh too uh, when I was listening to it. They said the opposite of that is like that 10 mana, 10, 10, cascade, 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 you're, you know, like it's it's just the most standalone card ever. Like where does it go? Like just by itself in Speaking any of value card. thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean there, um, there you go. I want to hear about it. Like it's, I opened one. I didn't get to play it, but yeah. I didn't open one, but I got to kill somebody the turn before they got to play it. Yeah, good. Because it's the value. The, the look on his face was horror shock and sadness i was like i was like i'm sorry i killed you and he's like oh no that's not it and he flipped it over he had a foil version yeah nice. and i nice. was like that is sexy was, that is so cool i will say i'm happy to get i got a foil version of a card that I'm, I'm really excited to play a lot of and i think it's one that's probably not getting a much much um kind of 
praise right now, but I think it's a super nifty card that's actually stacked with value. Now, I'll flick through and find it. It's Sweet Gum Recluse, which sounds like a, a great blues singer or something. <laughs> uh, where is he? Oh, uh, Sweet Gum Recluse. Sweet Gum Recluse. So, where are you, Sweet Gum Recluse? I lost you and my sleeves. I've got my pre-release deck here. There you are. And Glorious in Foil. I love Sweet Gum Recluse. Uh, pretty gross art when you look at what's happening in the uh, spider's abdomen, but yeah, you know. Uh, four green green, creature, spider, zero three, flash, cascade, reach. I just love the elegance of having those three uh, keywords with mm-hmm. with no reminder text. It's really nice. Uh, anyway, when sweet, there's, there's no room for reminder text when you've got to s- explain what's going on. When sweet gum recluse enters the battlefield, put three plus one plus one counters on each of any number of target creatures that entered the battlefield this turn. So... The idea is you you flash this in, you get a cascade trigger, maybe it hits another creature that enters before Sweet Gum Recluse because the cascade is on cast. Then Sweet Gum mm. comes in, they both get plus uh, three plus one plus one counters. So this could go on a plus one plus one counter deck. It could be in when you need some surprise reach. Uh, it's just a little value thing. It goes in my Guarding Australia deck. Just just lots of little things going on. It's also like the flash thing is fantastic. You can often cheat out things that don't have any business coming in at, at instant speed. So going to be a fun time for sure. So I've got to foil one of them and I'm happy to get a foil one of them because I think I'll play it more than the Apex Derby 1010 guy, uh, which uh, I'll find him. Now, I can't even remember his name because I'm like, eh, it's just, just huge. It's a big idiot. It cascades for Apex Devastator. It cascades four times. It's got five heads. Why doesn't cascade five times? Anyway, beggars can't be choosers. But um, yes, yes, yes. So I, I think that, that's been like a long-winded segue. But I think we go into now, Chesh, let's just talk about our experiences playing both of our respective pre-releases. As I said before, we uh, we both tried a different slice of the limited pie, if you will. And I think that's really important. I wish I had a, I want I pie. Wish I had a tried your slice. Well, true, and that's where I think we'll have the chance to is 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 where I'm going with that metaphor too because I think bottom line is I've said that many times this episode. I'm sorry. Uh, we keep going on about and as that's really the bottom line. Yeah, bottom line. It was super super nice to actually really hear uh, multiple times from Gavin Verhey uh, at Wizards who we got to interview. Uh, and, and chat to uh, quite a few episodes ago and he kind of told us about how excited he was about this set and I, it really really kind of shone through how real that is and and he's this has been his, his his child for many many years now i think six plus he's been brewing up the ideas getting a great team on board to, to put it together and i'm not gonna lie in this day and age of sets coming out at a rapid speed at sometimes a, a cost that is a little bit prohibitive I did not think this set had any business being as good as it was for the price point it was and also just being as creative and, you know, um, in in the best spirit of Commander, I think it could possibly be is, is, is pretty much my opinion of it, essentially. So that was, I didn't know how I was going to play out going into it, but once I got to pre-release, I opened my six packs, shuffled up and played a game of limited Commander. I was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is a set to be savored for years. I'm not joking. It's like, it's it's full of value, uh, like sentimental value with cool commander designs and also just good things you need to play the game of commander and like good, nice staple pieces. Uh, and, and the packs aren't too expensive, that kind of thing. So, like you said, having a bit of, uh, you know, the sealed pie as you want to, I've got a sealed box here 
I don't want to open this until I've got a sealed game ready to play. I'm not cracking it until there's games to play over webcam, and we'll we'll do that periodically. I think over weeks and times, whatever. And I, I think I've got an, I've got another one on the way to play a sealed league that I've got um, a few people sit, like kind of set up for essentially. And it, I just want to play that more and more and more. So that was essentially that is I can talk a little bit more about the ins and outs of how the sealed game actually worked. But first of all, I'm keen to hear how your ch- your um your your chess draft, your your draft ran. Um, it just that was the other point that a lot of design and care has gone into this to make it a set that at twenty cards a pack, uh, with its its specific rules for how commander is going to be wor- is going to work when you draft it. Essentially, it's just like a convergence of two very different ways to play the the game of Magic but in a way that I think elegantly welds together. And I think draft was the one I was like, well, this is going to be tricky because you've got a lot of factors here, people missing out on commanders. You know, do you, how do you get removal, ramp, fixing, that kind of thing in your packs when you're picking in three packs of 20 and with a table? And, you know, it's it's just this is this is why it took so many years because it's just you've got to get this bang on. So how did your draft go, Chesh? Well, the first thing I want to know is what was the entry point? How much did it cost you to do sealed? Uh, good question. So, I want to say, was it $50? It might have been. I need to And I am envious. I need to check my credit card statement. Um, I Yeah, I, I'll, I'll check that and have a, and get back to you essentially. But basically, a box mm-hmm. is like $160, $170 US, uh, Australian, I think. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, the, the, um, the box price my- is great. Yeah, my draft entry was $30. Okay. Yeah, no, that's about the same. So, oh, maybe it was 50 or 60 for me then because, yeah, r- roughly around just over 10 a pack, I guess, if you're prize support yeah. too. So. Um, so, going into this, even though I'd watched a little bit and thought I kind of knew what I was doing because, you know, I've been so heavily invested in Commander for the last, what, 10, 10 or so years? <laughs> just a um, few, yeah. Opening the first pack, I just looked at it and went, nope. Nope. Whoa. I don't know what I'm doing now. Did you also be like, what are these doing here? Uh, I think Davey said that today. He was just still... No, not really. He like, still couldn't get over the fact that there was like a thought vessel in his pack. And like <laughs> your booster see, pack. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was fine with that kind of thing because, you know, like reprints are few and far between, mm. especially like reprints that you really want to see. Um, like... Uh, not Command Tower. What's the other one? Cam- Command Beacon, I'm pretty sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. which I still don't have a copy of. I've never owned a copy of Command Beacon. I have no. one. I just don't use it. But I guess I just... some commands do really better. Exactly. Anyway. Um, but so pretty much the way that my draft went, um, the first thing going in I, that I had already known was that removal was at a premium, just like every other draft set. But doubly so in this set yeah i think so so i knew that one of my colors had to be either red or black so i initially started going with is it right i was like blue red is great uh it does everything i want to do uh spells drawing cards dealing damage shooting people with stuff sounds like a really great way to go Mm. um was getting heavily covered in red heavily cut uh, and, and then was like, okay, well, I need to pivot here, like, straight away. This was within, like, four picks. There's just no red in any of the boosters. So I know that the three people 
to my right are probably all playing some version or some form of red, mind you, or at least two of them are. Mind you, so this is a, a comment I've heard because I've not drafted yet, but the fact that you, these are 20-card packs, but we're picking two cards per pack, it, mm-hmm. is, is it the case that you notice cuts on colours quite quickly? No, because there's 20 cards in the pack. Okay, true. So it's the same more or less rate, but... Yeah. It's probably the so effects of it are harsher, f- though, in a way, like because it's yep, sort of. Yeah. So there's five extra cards in the deck. Mm-hmm. Is a is a big thing, um, and that's what I'm about to cover. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I decide that I'm seeing a lot of like cool black stuff, like flesh bag marauder coming through. Fleshy. So I pivot to blue black, right? Mm-hmm. Things things are looking okay. Um, you know, I've got like a couple of Spark Harvest within the next two packs that came through. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, an Exquisite Huntmaster, which has Encore, which we'll talk a bit about in a second. Yeah. Um, and a Ghastly Demise, and then a Faith's Feathers, and I'm like, okay, well, White's good like, for Like now, I'm looking yeah. pretty solid. Yeah, and and I took that because the pick there was a Ghastly Demise, the Faith's Feathers, and everything else was in like green and. Uh, green and something else. I think it was green and artifact. Actually, it was a thought vessel. Yeah. To be honest, and I was like, I should probably take that, but I decided not to. Um, then pack two happens, and my pack is horrible. Oh no! It's got uh, next to nothing that I want in it. It's got uh, I think the the radiant Sarah Archangel and a Maelstrom Colossus. And I'm feeling pretty bad because I'm like, okay, this is pack two already. I don't have a commander. What am I going to do? Mind you, we're trying to so make 60 card decks here. passes across to their right. And straight away, I get Nevenral, Erdwog, Tyrant. And I just look at it on the top of the pack. And I look at the guy to my left. And he just whispers, do it. Nice, huh? <laughs> Take it. <laughs> And I just yeah. face it down straight away. Um, and it was a weird pack because the pack had um, the Red Planeswalker, right? It had Nevenral and it had an, a third rare in it. Mm. How did it have- What were they taking? <laughs> two rares and a mythic <laughs> that that had cycled around. And also not to like, mention two powerhouse ones too. So the Red- So you're talking about Jessica, right? Yeah, Jessica's insane. Like Jessica triples yep. a creature's power. Like it's mm, for not much mana. Like it's it's mm, it's far out. What are they picking? Probably mono green. Um, yeah, I don't know. Jeebus. Um, so from from that particular pack is hilariously picking up Nevenral and Arami of the Dead Tide. Yeah, Double and down. I was like, oh, we're in. Mm-hmm. We're 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 fully yeah, in on this. Seatbelt on <laughs> for uh, for Esper times. And should note too, yeah. you're looking for removal and then you got Nevenral, so you've got a board wipe on a stick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Far out. And not to mention that I was already picking up Fleshbag Marauders. Yeah. Um at this point I picked up a foil and a non foil. Little did I know I'd pick up a third fleshbag during like the, the third booster pack going around. Um at this point I'd already picked up two Spark Harvest you know, so Spark Harvest is, of course, as an additional ca- cost to cast it for one black as a sorcery, sacrifice a creature or pay an additional three colors and a black to throw target creature or planeswalker, which means that if you have your commander in play, 
you just smash them in the face with your commander because they're probably not going to block it. Um, and if they don't, you just spark harvest it and just wipe the board anyway. And it's like so good. Mm. Um, I was going to note too. So yeah. you're you're looking for pr- uh, for for removal, and and that being relatively at a premium, just just the way the set con- is constructed anyway. Uh, but then leaning into the a, a big factor of commander is that we don't just usually have to stock up on single target removal. We usually have to stock up on a couple of you know exit clauses, uh, mass removal when it when it like board wipes when it comes to generally our commander decks uh when we're usually playing and and so when it comes to a limited set those kind of effects are usually relegated to the rare slot so it's like you're never guaranteed to get say a board wipe so even more so at a premium to to get a board wipe type effect and uh that immediately puts you on a power scale in a in a quite a satisfying way i think well that's that's why you have flesh bag marauders yeah exactly and that's it and there's there's actually a couple of other ones i've really been um uh there's one in white and one in black at uncommon which i really appreciate and i think they're quite a uh, a nice nice touch actually um i can't remember the one in white but uh basically i might that's gonna be too hard to look up uh the the one in black i'm pretty sure is six mana seb mckinnon art and all creatures get minus four minus four and you become the monarch which is just like, yeah, how cool right. is that? Like, that's mass removal. And, you know, it's you also introduces the Monarch to the game. So, I, I think exactly. it's super, super cool. So, there are a couple with that in mind. But, yeah, I think generally mm. still you're looking at, well, you need to put a premium uh, when it comes to limited in, you know, not only single target removal, but mass removal. So, uh, exactly. Chesh had it covered. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of, so late, it, it was late in pack one yep where i got victimized right so there oh is, yeah generally speaking there is zero reanimation in this set yeah right? there's not much yeah um there's like victimize and then there's aomi uh whatever your name is Ar- aromi Ar- 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 arami i never know how to say her name arami yeah um oh, i don't either um so yeah you just have to be careful yeah but the the great thing here was being able to flesh bag marauder sacrifice nevenral destroy the board mm-hmm. right then play uh, a one mana creature then victimize it getting back nevenral <laughs> and a flesh bag marauder and then making a whole bunch of zombies to a side for uh, yeah to it to, was to, to a side for everyone. So exactly, uh, yeah. Slaughter the strong is the one I found. So yeah. one white white sorcery. Um, Each player chooses any number of creatures mm-hmm. they control with total power four or less. Then sacrifices all other creatures. So that's essentially a white. But yeah, exactly. Those those effects yeah. add a premium. But yeah. So did you get some groans when you did this? I I did. <laughs> um, the, however, the bigger groan I got. Uh, was when I encored the nine nine uh, Phyrexian Golem. Yeah, so you op- you opened that in your third pack, I imagine. That was my third pack. Yeah, yeah. so that's and that's- it was. A- I looked at it and I was like, oh, I've got a mythic. I'll just take it. Yeah, it's <laughs> without even it's looking a, at it, I was like, it, I'll just take it. It's a colorless mythic. It's like, well, yeah. odds are anyway that by the way you're controlling the board, you're going to reach nine lands. So, and, and my experience was anyway, we got to 12 mana, like with lands, just because 
what you are essentially doing, we're playing a slightly powered down version of Commander, which is quite satisfying. Mm. I think I really like that a lot. Um, exactly. But we all got to um, like 12 mana pretty much. And and here's the shout out to Aaron. Um, so Aaron's the guy that I that I uh, traded the the great black white angel off. Oh, nice. Um, the 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 Lisa. Uh, so shout out to Aaron because we were talking about it across table, and because somebody said like, "Oh, I got this thing, like it's really cool," and I was like, "Yeah, all I got was this big dumb nine nine Phyrexian." And <laughs> Phyrexian, he's wearing a green. Yeah, he's wearing like a black shirt with a green Phyrexian insignia like, and just what? points to it and goes... That's mine. So there's going to be a trade happening, right? <laughs> because, because I've got Lisa for you? Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, yes, sir. We will work out a deal. Take my cardboard. Um, so, yeah, so big ups to him because he also gave me the um, the Battle Bond Black White Land. Yeah, nice, well, nice. not Battle Bond technically from this set. Yeah. But, you People know, have been the, calling them the Battle Bond Lands, but yeah. Um, he actually... It, it's what it is, yeah, let's be honest. Vault of Champions, yeah. but yeah, essentially the, the lands yeah. that come in untapped if you've got two or more opponents, so... Exactly, because, like, I didn't have a trade folder with me, so I just had, like, two rares that he wanted, and they were worth, like, five bucks in total, and that land's worth ten, and he was like, you know what, just take the land, man. Like, I know you're going to use it for content. Legend. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Legend Aaron. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's, he's you know he's another really nice player from over at Werribee. So it was nice to to hang out with him and and get to know him and his girlfriend. Nice. I saw um, I saw in your vod you said ninety uh, percent of the people at uh, at a golf store are, are, are generally fantastic people. So um yeah yeah, there's ten percent of kids and I hate kids. <laughs> you know. Before any say anyone says anything, I have a fifteen year old. So exactly you can shut exactly. <laughs> But I, look, to be honest, um, I think that this is probably the best set mm-hmm. I've ever drafted. Yep. I have ever drafted. That brings almost tears in my eyes, dude. It's just like, I'm so happy. And it's like, yeah, guys, and, you know Chesh. Chesh is critical as, as, as you know. As, <laughs> I really am pretty critical anything. Like it's You'll just, you'll pick at flaws wherever they are, no matter what. And that brings me so much joy because... My experience was like I was beaming afterwards and I can't wait to play more sealed. I'm like, I wonder how Chesh went in draft. And nothing makes me happier to to hear that. Yeah, (laughs) I mean that. But nothing makes me happier to hear that you very much shared my sentiments. You're just beaming after a product like this. And then I'm really hope like I just I want to get a couple of sealed boxes and keep them for a few years, you know, just in case these dry up. Like Well, you know that's that's absolutely what I'll be looking to do before this goes out of print. Mm. Um, as soon as I can, um, in a couple of months time, I'm going to buy a box to crack open for the commander stuff. And then I'm going to buy a box that I'm just going to leave sealed and I'm going to put it into a case and I'm just going to leave it for a couple of years because like, I, I feel like this is a product that they potentially could just print into the ground. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But even if they do print it into the ground, it's going to be in a case of like, because it's, it's going to be print to demand um and as long as the demand is there that means that people are actually opening the product Mm. um and i think it's one of those products where it doesn't matter if it was print to demand and they printed a lot of it look at innistrad for example like original innistrad yeah there was a lot of that printed yeah people still needed a few years time you just can't get them under a thousand bucks yes Oh, exactly. Yeah. And it's because it had such good cards contained within. And I think that's it too, like I said before, but the value's there that where 
I just didn't think they were going to do something like this. I didn't think we we're going to see a Mandarin and a Vampire Tutor and a, I mean, jokes, Jewel Lotus. I don't think that all hold a high super price. And oh, uh, no. all we need them as much as the other two cards, like all that, all the, you know, that we do. And a scroll rack and things like that. We've got Masters level reprints here for us, a, a set that is, yeah, I know, I I know you get 24 Masters packs price. in a box, but it's reasonably priced. Like, it's just super. It's not a, it's not a, yeah, it's not a Masters level price. Yes. That is the big That's problem what I mean. that we had with collector's boosters. Yeah, true. Like, collector's boosters don't have anything for collectors, you know, as where this is not Masters, it, it's got Masters level cards but is a regular set yeah. price. Like it's only a little bit more expensive than a, a regular set. You know, booster packs are like how much is a booster pack? For this, that's what I mean. I like if, mm. if it was ten dollars, that would make two hundred and forty dollars a, a box, but that co- probably makes sense for single singles being single packs being a uh, a bit more than what it would be, of course, together as a box. But yeah, my box was like one seventy or one sixty or something. Um yeah. So, well, I mean, I think they will be around the ten dollars mark, basically, for a pack. Yeah, one seventy by twenty-four packs is what seven. Wait, seven dollars and eight cents. Three remainder. <laughs> yeah, so seven dollars and eight cents rounded down. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm calculating in my head, and I'm like, it's actually seven point zero eight. Keep the change. Yeah, so let's maybe not do that. But yeah, so booster packs being about seven bucks compared to like the five fifty of a regular booster. Yeah, it's it's a little what like yeah, that's amazing. We expected these boosters were actually going to be like retailing at ten bucks. You know, yeah, which would have been hellish. That would have been way too much for a booster box. But considering these are like, generally speaking, seven bucks, like, I really actually do want a collector's booster box of this. Yeah, and I think that's it. We didn't touch on it last (laughs) few weeks. um, I think I, I, I kind of it it cleared up for. I understood a bit more of what actually was going on in the collector's boosters because I wouldn't really pay much, much attention, but. What's in there as well is a whole bunch of commander staples, like quote unquote, like you, you know, even things like Boros Signets, Soul Ring, uh, Swords of Plowshares, all these wild things given a full border treatment wait, wait, wait. that aren't in the re- regular. Set. Also, don't forget what was what was the artifact we were just talking about before? The Thought Vessel in foil for the first yeah. time. So that's so Thought Vessel is yeah, that's Thought Vessel is in the main set. But yeah, you've got foil versions of these cards that are only being part of commander sets. Like I've got I've got a foil even though it's not the the most amazing mana rock that people play anymore, people still playing a foil commander sphere. That hasn't been mm-hmm. done yet, has it? No, I don't think Neither. so. Like yeah, exactly. And and I was like, "Ooh, that's pretty nifty." And yeah, same thing. You're going to be fine. I don't think it's been printed in an anthology in in an anthology. Yeah, I don't believe so. Either. It's just commander sets. So, yeah, non-foil. And and so these things are getting foil treatments. That I I said it before the diamonds uh, are a big one for me too. So having yeah, uh, two mana two mana mana rocks uh in your draft set and and sealed kind of pools just for your 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 ramp was is just huge. Um and it's actually a point uh I was going to make balancing a lot of uh-huh. a lot a lot of things like in your normal kind of limited deck 40 mm-hmm. cards in a normal format is you know you've I, got- I just need to step in for a second yeah go for it uh and and do a slight correction mm-hmm. um commander sphere has been printed in foil oh uh 
as a judge foil. There you go. And that didn't need to be that exclusive, did it? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, no, what I was saying is, like, you've got a lot of things to kind of balance uh, in, in a normal limited set for, like, what your game plan is trying to do, that kind of thing. But when it's a commander deck, like, a, a, a prerequisite is, like, you want some ramp in there, you want some removal, like, you've got a few other factors to kind of play into. And fixing as well, if you're playing three color, was my experience that... Three colors are really good because in a sealed pool, especially, like you want to be able to use all your pool uh, as much of it as you possibly can. And if you've got a three color way to do that, that's that's like a commander. That's pretty amazing. Um, but like the diamonds, so like marble diamond, moss diamond, the ones, there's one for each color essentially at two mana it comes in tapped. Like love these. And we talked about last week that they, there's a couple of them that were getting up in price and they're just a common. You get these pretty foils of them too. Um, but that's the thing. Like they're, they're there in a set to even make it feel like a normal commander experience where you have enough ramp to. So, like in my sealed pool, mm-hmm. I, I had more than enough to ramp to to kind of get out of the gates and essentially turn like turn four Amareth. Uh, I was like, oh, sweet, like a six mana commander. So, you know, yeah, is that for sure? But uh, yeah, no, the 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 collectors box is is one that uh, or the booster product is one that I usually don't touch. And this one, I'm like, well. I mean, funds kind of uh, withstanding. It wouldn't be the worst thing to to get a couple of these, and I, I would certainly get some joy out of it for sure. But I think the main thing there is just like I'm not I'm not rushing to do that. I I, I think any normal product, the draft booster box kind of product, yeah, I want to crack it. But I also want to savor, like we said before, every moment of limited with this set for sure. So I just want to like. Exactly. I'm very reluctant just to rip packs just for ripping packs now. And it's like, I just want to play seal whenever we possibly can for sure. So, um, yeah. what a joy, man. What a joy. Far out. So. Yeah, it's a, it's like, it's a really good set. And I urge everyone that's listening to definitely go out and, I mean, even if you can't play in your store, go out and buy yourself a box uh, and jump online and find some people to do some sealed with, which we will be doing. Yes. Hashtag sponsored. Um, very soon, as soon as we can talk about it. Yeah, I was going to say we can't talk about that just yet, but kind of talk about it. But yeah, exciting stuff. But that, and I think that's it. That that goes into a big part of my uh, personal philosophy. Even though I'll rip packs every now and then, of course, you know that. But I am happiest when everything finds a place. You know what I mean? If if that makes sense as a concept, yeah. that if you can, yeah. like, you're spending money on a product, and if you just rip it for the cards, and you don't get what you want then you kind of feel bad, whatever. If you play limited with that pa- those packs, you're already getting value out of it. You know what I mean? Like, And I, I think yeah. that, that need, I, I just can't emphasize that enough with this set and, and re- like praise them enough for how well they've done this and, and designed it for limited uh, from what we can see so far. So I was going to say I had a big note here on my, um, my notes that I was like, well, it seems just so well balanced thus far, you know, from what we've seen. I haven't seen anything too hyper, you know, um, crazy that anyone's opened and, you know, uh, like absolutely taken away the game. I think everyone's got their pieces. I think my only one of my only observations if we're playing sealed is, yeah, three colors probably a step above two if you've got the fixing for yeah. it because that's, I mean, I guess that's not guaranteed. I was in Bant and I got all three Bant um, diamonds for my fixing, a commander sphere, a Sisse's ring. I was like, oh, these pieces, I've got enough ramp to to kind of get this stuff out. And then all my rares were in Bant too. 
So mm-hmm. the universe just said, you know, you well, you got to play this three colors. I, matter, so. I missed my sky diamond. I picked something else over it. Yeah, um, and that, that's sadly that's what I was going to mention. Like, got- what was that like in draft? Prioritizing mm-hmm. like ramp, like where do you put ramp on that scale? I guess like probably. I think if you're going three colors, it's incredibly important to get your ramp pieces. It, you would need to get your diamonds. Yeah, because that's often fixing um, too, especially that commander sphere, and that's that's kind of yeah. well designed. That that's your three mana one. It's more expensive, but it's so important. But in saying that, late in pack three, I got past Arcane Signet. Yeah. Crap. And I don't know why. So I picked Arcane Signet and Sissy's Ring in the same pack. And I was just like, that's, yep, that's, that's what we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's nice. And that, that would just like, that, that's what I found too. Like I was saying, I got a Sissy's Ring out and a, um, you know, moss, a, a diamond, like a moss diamond or something. And you're like, well, there's two ramp pieces. I'm significantly further ahead on mana than other people, which is great. So. Um, yeah, that was that was an interesting point. I just wanted to see how it went. The only one, the other one I had as a question for draft and, and another comment I found was, uh, yeah, people getting cut, if anything. Um, and I, I mm-hmm. guess we'll have to do this more. But I think bottom line here too as well, the way the world is at the moment, I think we're going to be jamming this sealed a lot more than we are draft. <laughs> you know, like that's it's just going to be like unless you're doing this on MTG, MTGO, uh, it's it's going to be the reality. Yes, we can make it to our stores now. I mean, locally here, but around the world, it's going to be a lot more practical. All the people we know just to to grab some sealed. But draft was, of course, what it was designed for, and that's that's kind of why I wanted to um, to see how that went. And and did you? I don't know. Like, of of course, everyone in your draft pod had a playable deck at the end, right? Yep. Yeah, so, like, not, I don't think that's ever going to happen unless you absolutely wet the bed and, and you know, pick every bad pick, like, you know, the wrong colors or whatever. Like, we're, we're, we're dealing with, I think that's the point, that we're, we're dealing with a format here. It has to adhere by commander rules, so, therefore, you can only play cards in your your color identity uh, of your commander. Mm-hmm. And so, there, there's, like, an interesting little balancing game you've got to play when you're looking for your commander in your packs that... Are you just drafting the good colors in the then the colors uh, uh, cards in the colors that are open and then waiting for that commander to come your way and ideally it will, uh, and then of course you just completely lucked out and had uh, you know the Esper color um, wedge or whatever or shard uh, thrown at you and you yeah know, it's exactly. great but I mean, yeah I, I'm just wondering if that's ever going to happen someone's going to be like well I well yes never found my colors so I'll, I'll explain this uh, my my fear in this one because. Mm. When I switched in and was like, when I picked up the command, the, the three color commander, and I was like, oh, okay, well, here's my new wedge to aim for. Um, I wasn't having white creatures come through at all. Yeah. So it, it had gotten to the point where somebody had realized that white wasn't being picked up and started picking up all the white. Yeah. So that was a bit scary. I did end up with a couple of white creatures, but the deck mostly leans on, on the white side for some... Uh, artifact and enchantment removal, um, some enchantments, uh, some, you know, exile effects and stuff like that doesn't really lean heavily into creatures. It's got a few creatures. So the creature base is mostly on the, the blue and black side, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's going to happen to you. Like, yeah, you you'd be like, oh, this might just have to be the support color. But that, it's it's ultimately made so you you can find your lane with a uh, a combination of um of, of of two colors for the most part and then if you're lucky three uh in if you're absurdly lucky four if you get two mythic partners but that's that's really going to happen but i think that's that I, I should have mentioned that too but the prevalence of uncommon 
partners in single colors is is your, mm-hmm. really your roadmap to get that color combo going as uh, of course so um exactly. the other comment i had and some of these were from uh yeah brandon uh create commander it was just kind of musing on twitter and in our discords and stuff uh during the week and he was like uh with he, he got to attend one as well but he said the other part was also there's going to be some uh if you get to draft this a little bit there's going to have to be some um reluctant like you you can't like reluctant passings of cards because you can't really afford to um to rare draft you kind of this is the set where you need your like your picks to matter essentially uh and i've always yeah unless unless you're the kids the 10 percent it (laughs) was which which one of them was screaming about how he rare drafted the foil vampiric tutor i mean you do that one (laughs) you do that one for sure yeah, I know. Uh, but still, I'm just saying. Oh, that's great. That's great. But yeah, it's like why? Why am I getting such weird signals? Ah, oh, the, the kid like rare drafted like four times. Yeah, uh, that's great. That's that's what he was doing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, he was. Well, uh, and we all knew it. But it's like there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, so. I was gonna say the only other reason you would get probably more rare, like sorry, rare, more questionable, weird draft signals than normal is that you would probably find people. Like, like pivoting harder than normal, say second pack mm-hmm. or something, they see a shiny commander and it's not even necessarily the rare drafts. Like, I want to build that and <laughs> just flipping around and then all of a sudden you're getting very strange signals. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know, Chesh. I think that's um, that's a good waxing lyrical about uh, how much we've, we've enjoyed this set and I don't know if there's anything else you need to touch on. I haven't checked my notes if there's anything else we're missing, but I think we'll, we'll just keep talking about how much fun it is. I guess Encore... Monarch, great, great mechanics as well. Uh, I think we'll continue to talk about them, especially specific cards later on with, I do think some of these have repercussions and good utilities for Commander. Oh, definitely. I I specifically... I didn't think it was going to be that good. I specifically drafted some Encore, uh, and I should have drafted more than I did. Yeah, Um, it's a good mechanic. The three or four that I got were so good. Um, One of them helping me almost kill an entire table. Yes. Um, that I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should have paid more attention to this mechanic because I just thought, like, how am I going to get it in there? I'm going to have to, like, you know, have it blocked by people. No one's going to want to block it. I don't want to use it as a blocker because it's doing nothing for me. Uh, And then to find out, like, oh, no, I just kind of semi-broke what I was doing between two cards. Yeah. Um, Because one of them is Encore when it comes back into play and attacks... Um, cre- a creature attacking that same player then gains flying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Then the the griffin encore, which is the white one. Um, so when it comes into the battlefield uh, as an encore, uh, when it attacks, it gives plus one, plus one to all of your creatures. Oh. Okay. So these, I had both Three? come back out of the graveyard together on their encore. So... The on attack trigger happens. The three pirates then give three other creatures. I think it was zombies all flying, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then the griffin then gives everything plus three, plus three, right? So the zombies are now five fives. The uh, the pirate is now, I think, uh, six fours. The griffins are now four fours. And I'm pretty much killing the entire table. Dang. That's how strong Encore is 
if you've got the mana. Yes. And that's why the ramp really matters, especially in the Encore yeah, deck. Because some of them are cheap. Encore There's like so some three mana ones, but it's like, yeah, like six or sevens where you kind of jam is because the effects is, you know, the effects really do uh, pay you off for that. Yeah. Far out. Yeah, the one I saw that was just absolute business was um, Coastline Marauders. Did you see this one? The Red Pirate? No. So, these are the, like, I think that's the thing. Like, when we're looking through this set, there's so much, of course, like, previewing it, whatever, and going, oh, what have we got to look forward to? And we're mostly looking at, like, legendaries, commanders, whatever. And going, oh, yeah, it's just an encore mechanic. I don't know if that'll have any utility for what we're doing and, and whatever. And then you're like, you see it play and you're like, oh, this is doing some work. Coastline Marauders, two and a red for a creature human pirate. Zero, three, trample. Yeah, okay. Whenever Coastline Marauders attacks, it gets plus one, plus oh until the end of turn for each land defending player controls. So, like I said, where we're getting to, because it's slightly powered down commander, uh, we're getting to, yeah, your 10 manas and that kind of stuff. Like, it's not, the game's not ending as quick. Still, like, reasonably, like, you know, it's not, like, lagging on for four hours, but it's, like... You can play your things, you know, like things are, you're getting to higher mana counts. So, this thing's attacking and getting, yeah, we were up to 10. So, like 9 or 10, uh, like it was essentially attacking as a 9-3 or a 10-3 for a 3 mana thing. <laughs> so, but then it's got Encore for 4 red red. <laughs> so, it's like, this comes back for 6 mana to get essentially 3 of them if you're playing a full table. And just go on bang. Like, it's just, this thing's, mm. yeah, uh, Powerful stuff, endgame stuff. And I think, like, that was the point. Gavin, uh, I remember him saying it quite a while ago. Like, this is a, an important mechanic for uh, late game kind of legs and late game, like, not fizzling out and just top decking and, you know, dying to a 2-2. Like, it's just things exploding with a bang later, that kind of stuff, and just extending the excitement in the game. And it's done that, I think, in a really, and, really good way. So, yeah. And people are absolutely forgetting as well. Like, it's, it's that thing of, like, if you're going to play in this set, uh, be it sealed or limited, make sure that you remember what's in your opponent's discard pile because if they have an encore, you might want to, like, maybe not tap out all your creatures attacking person B because person A is about to kill you and you don't even realize it. So, be mindful. Uh, so, that being said, talking about Commander Legends, Sam, is is there perhaps something exciting coming up for Australian content creators? Is there perhaps something that good old Cheshire set up with hashtag sponsored by Wizards? Yeah, I mean, nice way to bookend this whole episode, uh but uh, we, we've got the invitation to be part of a, a nice little stream of Australian content creators on uh, on Saturday, which is, uh, I guess, the big leagues <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. It's like, actually, <laughs> we get to do cool stuff officially, uh, you know, professionally, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, all this being said about this set and we've, we've waxed lyrical about it the whole time and gushed about how good this set is and how much fun I want to savor it for limited for a long time. And we get a great fun chance to on uh, this coming Saturday night, I believe, at yep. 7, 7 p.m., I think. AEDT. Uh, we'll yep. actually be technically starting at about 6.30. Yes, yeah, hopefully we're going to get everyone to do like probably 10-minute-ish 10, 10 deck techs and, and booster openings. Um, Sam, ten minutes, not forty minutes. Oh no, I'm I'm gonna trim mine down for sure. But I'll do it. I'll do a little hello message, and uh, you can chuck that in the start or yep, whatever. But exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, and just turbo I'll, through. Exactly. Hopefully, I'll have all of those by Sunday morning. 
Um, so by like Sunday lunchtime, hopefully I'll have everything spliced together and ready to go. Preferably like before uh, Saturday, I should say. Preferably I was going to say Sunday. Sunday morning, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll work with what we've got. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Brain's, brain's a little bit scattered. Oh, um, I know but we will we'll be going live with the actual game itself at 7pm on the dot. Uh, and if anyone's late, I will break their legs. Because mm-hmm, it's a <laughs> big deal. We get to we get to be but, supported uh, by the official magic, uh, the magic, the official wizards channel, uh, essentially on Twitch, right? That's that's the that's way correct. it works. Yeah. So is, you will awesome. find us at twitch.tv forward slash Cheshire Plays Games. Uh, but you will also find us being hosted by the official NTG Twitch, which is massive. So yeah. the idea for this started with Zendikar Versus. Um, when uh, myself and Wizards were working on a plan to kind of get more eyes on ANZ creators. Uh, and on that particular one, we had myself, Orchhead Jordan. We had uh, Tom, who freelances uh, and does some writing for Card Kingdom. And, of course, you know, superstar Riley Knight. <laughs> People might have heard of that dude, I guess. International Man of Mystery. Um, and this... Exactly. And this time we decided that uh, we would obviously try and share it around a little bit and change up who it was. So obviously it's myself again because I'm organizing it. Uh, Sam, of course, uh, yeah, my heard, lovely co-host here. I heard some, you knew some commander enthusiasts. Some, some dickhead, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Freshmaker, who is uh, a Magic Online commander player who has been streaming religiously. Uh, commander online for a very long time and deserves mm-hmm. a lot of props um, is a very good content creator and a very solid deck builder with some awesome awesome decks under his belt and of course Salazri who you know as my co-host from Commander the Distancing but also from Penny Dreadful so tune into That's that fun. it's going to be huge yeah so uh, Caitlin's basically a uh, custodian of that format more or less right like looks yeah, after it and much. everything Grand- yeah. grandmother slash custodian yeah, that's right. Um, an absolute tech lord. So, um, yeah, just just does a lot of awesome stuff behind the scenes for uh, for for magic in general. That um, yeah, we can we can be thankful for. So, yeah, I've, I haven't played with um, Caitlin for a little while. It's been since maybe the last Command of the Distancing, I think. Yep, it's good yeah. stuff. Miss having a laugh with Caitlin. So uh, that's that's going to be a good time for sure. So um, very exciting coming up. So tune in on Saturday night. Exactly. Definitely. Now, do we have any entertaining type things you want to sign off with today or ready to call it a, a, a more or less a day, so to speak? I mean, we already spoke about the Mandalorian at the start. I don't think we need to talk <laughs> We got that else. out of our system. Yeah, exactly. Um, got, got it mostly out of our systems. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's probably about as entertaining as we can get at this point. Like, there's not anything... Super amazing. <laughs> just no, while you knock your place. whole office over. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Uh, I was going to say, well, I'm I'm entertained by Commander Legends this week, and it's going to be hard to wipe this smile off my face. And uh, I think that's that's bring, brought me the biggest happiness. That uh, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm hoping Cheshire's having a good pre-release. And when you did, I'm like, yes, this is the best. So yeah, this, this um, set is just amazing. Yeah. And savor it for 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 years, months, whatever to come. So um, yeah. Get a box if you possibly can, uh, or just just six packs of sealed and and make like don't don't crack them. Just see if you can get a sealed group together and 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 play it as as it's meant to be limited because it's an absolute joy. And it's just so delicately designed. It's it's amazing. So exactly. good stuff. All right, let's uh, let's do some sign offs. Where can the people find you, Chesh, my boy? Uh, all right. So I guess. Oh, you know what? Before we do 
also this weekend we are recording with uh with with the king of engineers who's another oh, yeah. australian content creator um and we'll be doing some commander legends uh as a part of his youtube as well because um, we just hashtag, can't get enough hashtag sponsored by him partially because he gave me some boosters to do this with and um, gave you a crown too and and gave me a cool uh crown commander token so that's you can be the monarch. Exactly. I'm going to say that's, that's very slash. You can be the monarch. Um, but yeah, you can find me at all places, uh, Cheshire Players Games, except for on Twitch, uh, Twitter, because Twitter is shit. Uh, you can find me at Chesh- Cheshire Plays. Um, yeah. You want basketball stuff, obviously, look up for Chesh Breaks. Yes, Chesh Breaks is the place for that. And uh, when we just hang out and open basketball cards every now and then when we're not don't have to do everything magic related. We uh, we feel like doing something else, but um, yeah. Uh, you can find me at Pass the Jam Sam on Twitter and also Instagram. And you can also find the podcast at CMDR underscore crunch on the Twitters. Uh, please holler, follow us, uh, get in the conversation, just hang out with us. That's, that'd be great. Uh, and at CMDR Crunch on Instagram. Uh, our website is cmdrcrunch.fireside.fm. Uh, so also you can find it, of course, uh, pretty much iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, and you can also send us any emails you feel like at cmdrcrunchpodcast at gmail.com. So send us uh, feedback, questions, comments, whatever, pictures of cephalids, whatever uh, you know tickles your fancy. But um until next week, Chesh, or uh, our, our, our big weekend of streaming, we'll somehow fit a podcast in there as well. Um, we'll see see what's going to happen there. But uh, may all your, your Commander Legends packs be awesome. Uh, just may all your sealed pools just be fun. I think, you know what? They will be fun, even if you don't hit crazy top dollars in every every pack you open. That's just, I didn't even care when I opened mine. Like, this is sweet. I get to make a deck out of it. And, and that's about getting joy out of the, your, uh, your product you're opening. Uh, uh yes <laughs> don't don't eat frog's eggs you'll understand later that's that's a great one please don't eat frog's eggs that's don't all we need to say <laughs> take care everyone bye everyone bye